What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Wasim, and welcome to another episode of What's Up, Wasim? All right. So for those of you guys who are new, What's Up, Wasim is a podcast centered around growth, but not growth in the way that you would normally think about it. Yes, of course, we'll be talking about growth within yourself, but this podcast also focuses on growth within your relationships, your friendships, spirituality, and today's episode, we will be focusing on growth within the black community. I know y'all probably like, girl, what are you going to be talking about? So as you guys know, I do attend FAMU. I do attend Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, October 3rd, 1887. What? Oh, okay. Yes, I do attend FAMU. And... If you guys have seen, you guys know that our head coach is leaving us to go be the running back coach at Duke. Okay. So I just want to put this disclaimer about this before I get into the topic. I am in no way bashing Willie Simmons. I think that Willie Simmons is doing what is best for his family and what he thinks is best for his career. So in no way am I even judging him for what he's doing. I just want to talk about the system that's in place that is so common for um, especially sports in the black community. I really just want to focus on that. Um, but like I said, in no way am I bashing him. So for y'all who be tiptoeing and tap dancing and shucking and jiving, y'all can go ahead and keep the comments to yourselves because I'm not bashing him. I'm just stating my opinion. So, as we usually do, I'm going to open up with some questions that, um, or comments or opinions that you guys wrote. I asked on my Instagram, how do you guys feel about this? And here are some of the responses. So the first response that I got was somebody saying, I'm not shocked at all. It usually happens when bigger schools come. It usually happens with bigger schools come more. Ugh, y'all can't speak today. Not shocked at all with bigger schools come more money um yeah I see why you're not shocked because this does happen a lot um with bigger schools definitely comes bigger money this is so common especially in the black community um but my question to you um the person who wrote this is a bigger bag but at what cost so when the cost is coming at the detriment of your community how big is that bag Okay, I'm just going to leave y'all with that. Um, and like you said, this does happen often. We've definitely seen this with um, Coach Prime. And that leads me into the next um, opinion. Somebody said this is not the same as Prime because Willie won his and he put his time in for real. Happy for him ultimately. And I'm happy for Coach Simpkins as well. I'm sure that this um, opportunity has blessed his family. But I definitely do think that there is a difference between this situation and the situation with Coach Prime just because um, a lot of the hype that came to Jackson State was purely off of Coach Prime's face. It was purely off of people being supporters of Deion Sanders. So I do think that there there does come a difference between Willie Simmons and Coach Prime only because – the support that FAMU gets is not because of Willie Simmons. FAMU is going to have that same report, same support regardless. Because like I said, those people aren't here for Willie Simmons. They're really, most of the people who support FAMU are alums, or they're just people whose families went to FAM, or they have friends who went to FAM. So I don't think that the support will change in the way that it did with Jackson State, because you guys did see 
when Deion Sanders did go to that HBCU, when he went to Jackson State, all of a sudden I seen so many people talking about HBCU this, HBCU that. That was like the first time I seen an influx of people supporting HBCUs. And I and I greatly appreciate Deion Sanders for what he did, but I cannot thank him without critiquing him for what he did on the flip side, which was strip Jackson State from those resources. Um, I think it's kind of unrealistic when, when we talk about the thing that happened with Coach Prime and Colorado and how there was probably better money in this, that, and the third, which I'm sure there was. I say all this to say Coach Prime knew um, that Jackson State wasn't going to have that money when he went there. I mean, HBCUs are criminally underfunded. So I think that it's kind of What's the word I'm trying to look for, y'all? Y'all help me out in the comments with the word I'm trying to look for. But I just feel like I feel like you know what it comes with HBCU football. We're already at a at a at a disparity. Um, so I definitely think there is a difference. Um, and it's not the same as Prime because, like I said, Willie Simmons would not affect the fan base. But I think it's bigger than just the fan base. I think it's I think it's so much bigger than the fan base. Um, essentially, what coach prime did and what's with what coach willie simmons is is the same you're saying that he stayed for a championship but what has this champion what is this championship what's the difference between a championship and notoriety there is none so Deion sanders brought notoriety to to jackson state okay so more people was tuned into hbcu football than ever before and when he left so did those people that same hype that jackson state had that same hype that everybody was talking about jackson state literally went with colorado colorado um, had no hype. <laughs> Let's be so for real. They had no hype at all. But as soon as Deion Sanders came over there, the hype began. And he started losing games. And where did that hype go? I'll wait. <laughs> y'all let me know. And I'm going to be real, y'all. I'm, it's real. I've been so hesitant to speak my opinion on um, the Deion Sanders thing with Colorado because, as some of you may know, my brother does attend Colorado. So a lot of the times I do kind of feel like my voice is kind of minimized and I can't really speak my opinion but as somebody who goes to an HBCU as somebody who who attends an HBCU I cannot sit here and say that it doesn't hurt to see these coaches come to our school and and give us light and tell us that we're great and that they love this culture and that this is all this and that and then leave us when these white institutions promise something better it hurts when you tell us that we're good enough and that you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and even though you may come through with one promise, you don't come through with the others because you leave as soon as a better opportunity comes. It does hurt. Um, dang, somebody blowing on my phone, y'all. It was just my sister. No, man. <laughs> Sorry. Girl, stop calling my job. Text me. Somebody said, football is just a business. He deserves bigger opportunities. I think that it's bigger than a, a better opportunity. Um, I think that a lot of the times us as black people, and, and it shows, it shows in, in the businesses that we grow, it shows in the, in the, um, schools that we attend or the schools that we go to and it shows in our sports, us as black people, we sell out for the white man's dollar every single time. Look at Honeypot. Honeypot was black owned. It was the, you know, we got that vaginal brand, blase, blase. What she did. So her coming to the white people and they started changing them formulas. Um, it's the same thing. Like I said, it's, 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 it's the same story. It's the same. If you into sports, it's the same plays. We just got different players now. And if we be real, those players have the same skill set. 
This is a cycle that has been going on for years and years and years. And that cycle is when us as black people start something and it grows to the point where we want it to grow to and white people see a see greatness in it. They're going to use that to make money for themselves and us as black people because we've never had nothing because we don't understand the importance of generational blessings, the importance of staying down and not selling out. I don't know how to put this in better words, y'all. So I'm sorry if it kind of sounds crazy, but um, we don't understand that importance. So we sell out and not realizing everything that we done gave away. Besides the business, besides the schools, besides the, besides the sports. Um, I wish that us as black people, we we stuck together more. And we realized how much power we hold. Black people, we, we, we spend the most money in America. Out of everybody, we spend the most money in America. And where does that money go? Okay, I don't even got to answer that for y'all. Um, so, yeah. All right, somebody said... This isn't at all cohesive with the promises he made on FAMU's football feature and why not us on ESPN Plus. I'm I didn't watch none of that shit. I didn't watch <laughs> I didn't watch none of it. And not to say that I don't support our football team because I do, but I don't. I'm be right. I haven't been to none of the games. I just gotta be so real. Like I love them boys. Shout out to them boys, but no, I just don't care about them enough to watch a whole documentary on them. If I want to know a whole documentary on a football team, all I gotta do is watch one of these girls' close friends where they selling these boys out because they out here thawing and bopping. Okay. But um let's be real. False promises is not something new to our community, okay? Politicians been doing it for years, which is Hanging something in front of black people's face like, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. Hey, we're going to do that. And us as black people, we never we never really like stay firm on like the things that we want them to come through with. We just like the promise. We like to, we like the uh, we like to hear it. We're like, oh, you're going to do this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? You said you're going to do this for us. Oh, my God. Yes. Like us as black people, we have a problem with idolization. And I think that comes from us not having much. But we have a problem with idolization. So we see Willie Simmons or we see Deion Sanders and we're like, oh, he's going to save it. He's going to save it. He's going to save it. These people are going to do exactly what they've been doing, which is look out for themselves. So if you thought for two seconds that Willie Simmons was going to stay here, if he got a better opportunity, you're mistaken. He's only doing what black athletes have been doing for years and years and years since desegregation happened, since these white schools allowed them to come in, which is sell out for the white dollar. Um, let's be real. If you go back in history, great black athletes went to HBCUs. You want to know why? Because those white institutions did not allow them to come. I think if you look it up, FSU just got desegregated like 60, 70 years ago. So this is nothing new. But what the white people have, which we don't have and which is why they're always going to have power is economic wealth. It's economic wealth. So the reason why those white schools can come and, and take our black athletes, the reason why those these white colleges can come and take our black coaches is all because of one thing, and that's that dollar. And us as black people, we never stay long enough to grow our own dollar. And we don't realize how important it is to have our own stuff. We we so worried about the dollar. We so worried about the, what we can gain. We're not realizing the detriment it has on the future. And I say that because, look, could you imagine if all of the black athletes decided, hey, I'm done with I'm done with PWIs. I'm gonna go to a I'm gonna go to a HBCU. 
Do you think that all of that money that the donors put into the FSU, these donors put into all these things to put, or, or like these little sponsorships to put um, their business on, on the walls or whatever, the stadium, do you think that they would get all of that if all those black athletes decided to go to HBCUs? Heck no. You want to know why? Because all the good football will be at FAMU, at NCAT, at Jackson State. But the problem is once those white people open those golden gates, I said, y'all can come over here. You know what we did as black people? Sprinted. And you know what we did in sprinting? Left our own. And I think that part is missing. And I think that's where the disconnect comes. I think that's where we're, we're losing ourselves in translation is – not realizing that when we are leaving our community, when we are chasing things outside of our community, what are we taking away from our community? What's up, y'all? Quick little intermission, because why aren't y'all subscribed yet? Why aren't y'all following my Instagram page? Why aren't y'all following my TikTok page? Why aren't you following me? Like, what's T like? I just feel like y'all need to follow the pages. And subscribe so that y'all can see more of me. Like, what are we doing here? But anyways, let's get right back to it. Right? So somebody said, I want to know how the wife feels because of her infamous God is a Rattler quote. It, <laughs> y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but is that not blasphemy? Y'all correct Is that not blasphemy? I don't know, y'all. I just gave my life to God, like, in 2023. So, y'all, the people who, like, been to God, the people who are, like, real Bible thumpers, like, they read their Bible every day, y'all let me know. Is that not blasphemous? What do you mean God's a rattler? He strikes, strikes, and strikes again? What do you mean? I'm sorry. I'm confused. Okay. But, um, shoot, honestly, the wife don't care, probably, because she's getting that bagiana. Okay, she went to FAMU. She married Willie. Willie probably buying her about a couple bags. Now that he getting that white people money, okay? I'm sure she does not care. All right, um, let me go on here because I think some I wrote these down on my iPad, but I think y'all like wrote some more. Yeah, y'all did. Okay, somebody said everyone is happy for him, but I truly can't say that I am. I'm sure it was a lot of money, but family raised over $1 million in 24 hours for him to stay. It's not always about the money. Sometimes it's about the principle of the thing. These white people only become interested in us when we start winning and could care less otherwise. He sold out like Dion. Clock it. Clock it. Oh, I burped, y'all. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Oopsies. But clock it. Um... Ooh, you ate this down. I definitely agree with you when you said it's the principle of these things and the these white people only become interested in us when we start winning. Heavy on that, because if we're being real, did y'all notice how much support Colorado was getting, not only from the black community, but from the white community um, once those black people started supporting and uh, going there. But the the support that they got from the white community and then once they started losing them games, the lack of support they got, which is just in reality, that's just that's just everywhere. You know, people are always going to clap for you when you win it and, you know, so leave you when you're down. But um, I will. That, is that because that's all you know? Is that because all you grew up around was people bashing HBCUs? Because I know that's what I grew up around. I knew when I grew up, even though my mama went to FAMU, all the successful black people I knew went to FAMU. I didn't want to go to FAMU. I wanted to go to FSU. I wanted to go to these bigger schools because I had a... I had 
a better life associated with those bigger schools. So my question to you guys again is why are we placing so much notoriety? Why are we placing so much um I'm losing my words, y'all. I'm so sorry. Y'all know, uh, listen, I don't talk. I talk kind of, I don't talk regular, okay? So, and I can't get on this podcast and talk how I want to talk. So, y'all know what I'm trying to say, though. Why are we placing such great um, whatever on these white schools and and thinking of us as uh, as our schools as stepping stones and not the end goal, okay? I feel like we can we can do better we can we can do better and I wish that we knew that I wish that we looked within ourselves and thought of ourselves as better all right so this last question that I'm gonna go over um says I think we need to realize the larger goal for our people is bigger than a check clock it clock it Clock it. 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 Um, because, okay, hot take. Because black people are used to nothing, we overvalue money. Not saying that money isn't valuable. We overvalue money. And I'm so glad that this person said this because you took the words out my mouth. It is bigger than a check. It is so much bigger than a check, and we don't realize how much we take away from our own communities chasing a check. And if chasing that check is the benefit, but the cost is the detriment of our community, then what is it equal? Do the do the costs outweigh the benefits? They do. Um, this all, but this is not something new to us as Black people. This is something that's been going on for years since desegregation. As soon as, if we're being real, let's look at it. Let's let's just go back in history real quick, real quick, uh, history lesson. And I also want to say this before I even get into my whole rampage. I'm talking to the young Black people out there. I'm not talking to the old Black folks. I hate to say, but I feel like y'all are too far gone. Okay, I do feel like the older black folks are a little bit too far gone. The millennials, I just feel like y'all are kind of weird. So I'm I'm talking to the Gen Z folks because we're in our young adulthood. And right now, I feel like matters more than ever. I feel like we really need to grow right now. And that's the focus on the po- uh, that's the focus of the podcast. But let's let's go back to the history lesson. This same thing has been happening since desegregation, okay? If they can't destroy us, they will take away from us. So obviously we see, and during segregation, when these communities would start getting um, more, becoming affluent and start making all this money, you know what they would do? They would bomb those communities. They would set those communities on fire. They would um, destroy those communities. And I think that they got tired of that. And that's where that's where desegregation comes. And not saying that, desegregation is a bad thing I just think it was the worst thing possible for the black dollar because what desegregation did was take the money from the black community and put it right into the white community okay um I remember my first my first year into um J school I was talking to Professor Giles and if y'all in J school y'all know who he is um but he's a Tallahassee native and I was just asking him questions because y'all know I talk too much and I was just asking him about like what Tallahassee was like when he was growing up and he was telling me that the hoods in Tallahassee the things that we see now that are the hood in Tallahassee were once upon a time affluent black neighborhoods and that is so common um in all hoods if we're being real just ask y'all grandma y'all wonder why y'all grandma stayed in the hood that's because that's the only place she could stay back in the 1950s um so 
in those black neighborhoods, right, we had our own black doctors. We had our own black dentists. We had our own black everything. When desegregation happened, us as black people, we see the white picket fence and we ran, right? We, we want to go move to the suburbs. We want to go do this. We want to go do that because there's more money into it. But what you're not realizing is all the resources that you're taking from the black community. So when those black doctors moved out of the community and made their practices in the white community to make more money, they took away black doctors in the black community. When those black lawyers moved out and, and, and set up their practices, crossed them train tracks, um, they're taking away resources from black black community. So I say that for the black athletes as well. When black football athletes are going to PWIs, right, and they're making all this money, they're not realizing how detrimental it is to the black community. And I understand why they take that money because a lot of these boys grew up for nothing, grew up with nothing, okay? A lot of the times these good football athletes, they grew up with nothing and that's why they work so hard because they have nothing. So money is, is it becomes an idol for them, okay? So money is something that they chase after, not realizing that by them going to this white school, by them going and making these and, and making these white schools money because y'all don't even realize how much money. I just challenge you guys, everybody who's watching right now, to go look up how much money FSU makes off the football team. And and that's just off ticket sales or whatever. That's not even including the sponsorships and and the the other people, okay? Um so chasing chasing that bag, right? that these black athletes do, it takes away from a HBCU having them black athletes to bring again in notoriety. So if I say, so for example, just to make it in, in layman's terms, if all black athletes decided today, I'm done with PWIs, I'm going to go to a HBCU. Would those PWIs still have that same amount of sponsorships in their football team? No, because nobody will be watching their football team. They'll be all watching the NCAT versus Jackson State game because that's where all the elite athletes are. HBCUs don't have elite athletes because as soon as, again, white people open those doors, black people run to the white institutions. And I'm not blaming them because, like I said, a lot of these boys, they're, they're, they're the ones providing for their family. A lot of these boys, they're paying, especially with NIL, <laughs> they're paying for their mom to be good. They're paying their mom's bills. They're making sure their sister and brothers are straight. So I'm not blaming them. I'm just critiquing the system so that maybe one day when one of us are new legislators or one of us becomes the head coach at a new school, right, or at HBCU, we know what to do. But like I said, we sell out for the dollar so much and we don't realize what we are doing. HBCUs could have been where they were supposed to be had black athletes just stayed where they were supposed to be. Because y'all got to realize the reason why they these schools is getting these sponsorships and these different types of uh I forgot the word, but y'all get what I'm saying. The reason why these schools are getting all these sponsorships and all these things is because their football team is doing well, okay? And when your football team is doing well, when y'all going far, especially when y'all make it to the championships, that's more money. When you have more money, that means better resources. When you have better resources, that means better That means better facilities, uh, more money for recruitment, more money for the weight room, which then creates better athletes, which then creates a better team, which then gives you a better chance to go to the nationals and make your school some money. So without the money part, we will never catch up to those um, PWIs unless we take back our resources. Hello, because one of the things I mentioned, it wasn't it was it was money, but it's also resources. And us as black people, we are the resources. We are so the resources. And that goes for anything in America. That goes for the entertainment as well. We make the songs that everybody listens to. We make the dances that everybody dances to on TikToks. So 
when we remove ourselves from the community because we don't see ourselves as as we should, which is we should look at ourselves as money makers. When we don't look at ourselves as that, we're not realizing the detriment we have when we leave our community. And that's what I challenge us to do as young folks is realizing how important we are to our community. And I also have the question of who's going to make that sacrifice because nobody's blaming him for going to get that bag. I'm sure 90% of us watching that video would have done the same thing. But my question is to that 10% who would have stayed and realized, nah, this is bigger than me. I'm good. My family and I, we're good right now. I just want to make sure that my community gets what it needs. I just want to make sure that I don't sell out. I just want I want to be the one to take HBCU football to where it needs to be. I want to be the one to get family to get out the swag and get into the SEC or get into the ACC or get into the Big 12 or get into whatever big conference so that they can start playing better teams, so that we can start being on ESPN, so that we can start getting all this money. Who's going to be the coach to say I'm going to hold it down and I'm going to keep building this program till it gets to where it got to be? I'm going to stay down till we get on, on not ESPN plus, but ESPN. I'm going to stay down till we be in these big schools. Who's going to be the one to make that sacrifice? Because nobody's willing to. <laughs> Us as black people, we forgetting, we're forgetting our roots. And we're forgetting a sense of community. And I don't think that the black community will ever get to where it is, is if we keep this individualistic mindset. So I don't want to make this video too long. I, I want to wrap it up, but I want to wrap it up with this. Who's going to make that sacrifice to get us to where we have to be? Because through sacrifice comes blessings. It, it talks about that in the Bible. So if all of us run away when things get hard, we wouldn't receive the blessings that we deserve to get. And I think that as black people, we, we run away when things get hard. I could have went to FSU. I got a scholarship to FSU, but God told me to come to FAMU. And I'm so glad I came to FAMU because there's so many things that I learned at FAMU that I would have never learned if I went to a PWI. There's so many experiences that I've experienced at FAMU that I would never experience at a PWI. Do you understand how powerful it is to be around young black people who don't look the same? Some of them look like thugs. Some of them look like who knows what, but we're all intelligent and we're all striving to be greater do you know how inspiring that is for me to post my videos on youtube and seeing other black people who got got um a radio show got a clothing brand got all these internships going on and they support me do you know how good that makes me feel being surrounded by go-getters who look like me being able to be around people who understand my struggles and i don't even got to speak on it they just know Go, feeling as though I belonged and, and going to a school that was built for us and made for us, not just built for us, because FSU, FSU definitely was built by us. <laughs> OK, look into the history, definitely was built by us, but was it built for us? I don't think FSU even got desegregated till 60 years ago. So that being said, why are we so why are we so excited to run to places that wouldn't accept us 60 years ago? Instead of sticking and building our own. All right, y'all. So my camera died. That'll be all, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. And yeah, we're going to see you next time. Bye.